You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is with me. He is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, I've been chatting to a couple of people that uh, you and I know quite well over the last couple of days. And I know that you're not the sort of man that is given to outward displays of emotion, but even you must have sensed, I think, in the last couple of weeks, that the, the mood has changed. I mean, ever since we were put into lockdown and ever since we knew that the COVID-19 virus was an entity, if I can put it that way, maybe back in February, it's, it's, it's gone from novelty to irritating to making us angry to making us depressed to making us despair and I think the latest one is resignation in other words we're resigned to the fact and we don't know when it's going to end so we just must get on with it and loaf around on the sofa all day have you sensed a difference in the last couple of weeks I have and I've actually sensed uh, and forget the political parties because ultimately they're only worried about their own position yes but I've sensed in amongst news feeds that I read, some Twitter feeds that I read, just general comments coming through is that a lot of people are saying that the economic cost, whether it's just measured in pure rands and cents or even in lives, may in fact be bigger than the 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 live the 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 effect of the virus itself. Yes. I mean there was a study by a group of actuaries that says the malnutrition that's going on now will drop uh, estimated lives by more than the actual death toll of the virus itself. And I read, a, I read an article saying that obviously poverty and hunger is immediate. The threat of the virus, if you haven't got it, is far removed from your current reality, which is hunger and hunger and poverty. So. I mean, you'll never know the answer as to whether we needed the lockdown or not or what purpose it served because you you haven't got a base to compare it against because you don't know what would have happened had we not had the lockdown. But I would think that in a year's time, the, the overwhelming sentiment will be the economic cost was catastrophic. And essentially, was it worth it? I mean, as I say, you'll never know the the answer to that. But, I mean, there's, and we'll know the number eventually, but there's between two and six million South Africans whose income has just gone to zero, literally in a month. And most of those people were not rich to start off with by any stretch of the imagination. And there's, there's proper malnourishment going on you know, unfortunately, in our poorer communities, the government can never distribute enough food parcels. And the only way that people can get money to live is by reopening the economy. And we'll see what the state president says tonight. As I said, um, no one will, you can't really make a value judgment on whether that statement is right or wrong. But the first three weeks of lockdown, I think there was almost universal support for it in the country. But now there seems to be rising dissent that the economic cost didn't justify the outcome. But once again, just to stress, you'll never know the answer to that. 
but mm. you will eventually know what the economic cost is because it will be reported. Yeah, precisely. I mean, I think South Africa is now at the anger stage and eventually it will get depressed and then eventually despair and resignation will follow and will we'll be numbed into submission. It's almost uh, another one of my analogies, which, which I uh, come up with off the cuff. It's like um, people saying, uh, when they see a set of results, they say, but you lost 2.4 billion last year and you're paying your CEO 22 million and plus he's got his options or his shares. And you say, well, if he wasn't there, maybe it would be worse than the you figures we, we've just seen. So we don't know whether it would be worse if there weren't the lockdown. It's a very interesting conundrum we have here. Now, look, it, it certainly is. But the biggest conundrum I've got now is why is the stock market so strong? Well, when there's true economic de- devastation out there, there's true devastation. Well, that's because people like yourself, and I'm not singling you out here, in the financial services industry are used to free money. Okay, let me rephrase that because that's unkind on you. In the United States of America uh, and in, in Europe and in Japan, money is given to the primary dealers and given to uh, banks, and they can then speculate on a proprietary okay. basis, and up it goes. But um, unfortunately, this dislocation between Main Street and Wall Street, if we take the United States as an example, is completely out of kilter like it's never been before. Because if you look at a P.E. ratio, there's, uh, there's a price, but there's no earnings. So why is it going up? I mean, apart yeah. from Amazon, of course, and the, the other ones. Yes. Yeah, look, I don't understand. I think, it'll be, I, think the, I think the stock market will fall over the next while and probably retrace about half of this bounce. Look, the stock market will recover. Because the economy will recover. And just on that point, the actual economy, the world's economy itself, and the South African economy, is probably over the worst. It's probably, we're either at or over the worst now because the world is opening up. I mean, we could go back into full lockdown, who knows? But if we don't, from this point onwards, the economy starts to grow very slowly and it's going to take a uh, Pick a number three years yes. to get back to where it was before the, the, the virus. But from this point onward, as long as we don't go back into a more severe lockdown phase, which of course could happen, the economy actually grows from this very, very low base. But it's still got to be reported on. I mean, we saw the UK GDP number. That's for the first quarter. The second quarter is going to be worse. Well, the first we, quarter we has only got a, yeah. The first quarter has only got a, around about twenty percent of the first quarter, taking into account what, what has happened because of, of the lockdown. Yes. I think the UK economy in Mar- in, sorry in that in that in the month of March fell by five point eight percent. It was an extraordinary Correct. number, the worst in history. I mean, since records began. Yes. Look, the one thing we've been through recessions before, and I and I would think that the current recession, if you take it, in its totality, how much output was lost will probably be similar to other ones, but it's the speed. In other words, the world has gone into full recession in a month, whereas previously it would take six months or nine months to happen, but the actual speed is what is truly, obviously different uh, this time around. And the recovery then starts from month two instead of starting from month 24, you know, as in a normal recession. It starts literally in month two from a very, very low base. I mean, we're going to see numbers. We're going to see GDP numbers for the second quarter across the world, including South Africa, of anywhere between minus 10 and minus 25%. You know, the oil-producing countries 
are going to show, I mean, the GDP is going to absolutely be destroyed yes. in this oil type of environment. I'm just trying to think of another one of my analogies off the cuff, and here's one. Uh, it's a bungee jump. I don't know if you've ever done anything as stupid as bungee jumping. Yes, uh, I have. Oh, once. you have? Well, was it a dare from your children or your grandchildren once. or something? What was it? Yeah, it was from my children. So I did that once, and I've jumped out of an aeroplane with a parachute on once. Okay, well, the parachute is good. I don't mind that uh, because you're, I suppose your parachute, uh, with my new analogy, is the U.S. Federal Reserve. It's slowing down the process of the market going. Going, going lower. Uh, but the bungee jump is, is what we've got. We've, we've had the market, we've had Wayne McCurry, who's the market, jumping off some, some bridge in the Eastern Cape or something, plunging down, getting very close to the bottom, and then bouncing back up again. But that doesn't mean to say that that's the end of it. He's not going to go straight back mm. up to the platform from where he jumped. He is going to be going back down to the bottom again. And um, with the bungee jump, you can't go lower than the floor, uh, the, 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 the ground. The no. But with the market, yeah. you can in this case. What do you say? Are we going back I, down I, to the I, old I, lows I, or what? I, I, I personally don't think so because the economy – will be starting to recover. But to retrace half the fall would actually be quite normal. To, re to retrace half of this gain would actually be quite normal. Hmm. Okay, let's have a look at the South African uh, market today, uh, Wayne. We had CarTrack coming out with its results yes. today. We had um, very good. Yeah, very good numbers. Whether that can be continued, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But also we had Transaction Capital. So CarTrack mm. and Transaction Capital, small companies, but well-run companies and companies that have served yes. investors well for a number of years. Correct. Well, CarTrack said, listen, we actually they posted exceptionally good results. And they said, we're quite happy with our liquidity position. We're paying you a dividend. Now, that is unusual. Hmm. I mean, dividend's up, and they're paying a dividend. And then transaction capital was very interesting. Their underlying results before provisions for, for the virus, because their results are, the actual results are, are essentially unaffected by the, by the, by the virus. And their profits were up 17, 20-odd percent, somewhere around there. Then they made provisions in the taxi business and their loan business and all over the place. So the earnings after the provision for the virus, now whether that's enough or not, only the future will tell, earnings were down 17% and they decided to pass the dividend. But I mean, transactions capital shares up today. Yes. Phew, that one, I think any weakness you see in the share price, you just buy Okay, good. Well, let's hope, let, let's, let's hope so. It's, it's been a fantastic business. It's been through various iterations and it had a very high profile CEO who went somewhere else afterwards, but it really has been a very quiet accumulator of wealth very for, for shareholders. Yeah. Very good and of company course, under, under this economic scenario, there's going to be many, many, many bad debts coming through the system, which means there'll be many more books of bad debts they can buy. There'll be an oversupply, which they can probably buy at very reasonable prices, and they can turn those books there. They're well capable of actually making a return on those books, as they've proven for many, many years. Uh, so, you know, they might actually benefit from this, but obviously the taxi business, because volumes clearly are down. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, they'll, they'll suffer somewhat there, but it's still over time an extremely good business. 
Very good. One to watch uh, if it does uh, dip, as you quite rightly say. And so is Kodjak. It's a very good business. Okay. Two smaller caps uh, to have a look at. Um, Going from small caps to mega caps, in JSE terms anyway, we had 10 cent results out today. Uh, Process and... uh, Process uh, and Nasbeth. That's the one. Nacionala Pers. They did so well today. Yeah, they both have 5%. In fact, they dragged the market up strongly. And then some of the other big heavyweights came under pressure, Glencore, etc came under quite a bit of pressure later on so our market's marginally down last time i looked but yes 10 cent results were well above expectations and and that was to actually to be anticipated because there's one thing that people are doing on lockdown and that's playing games and ultimately Mm -hmm. 10 cents ultimately is a gaming company yeah so it's interesting their smartphone games have gone up massively 30 odd percent but their pc games have gone down 17%, which tells you that people aren't playing games on their PC at work while they're supposed to be working. They're playing games at home during lockdown on their smartphones. Mm. Smartphones were up 30-odd percent sales, and PC sales were down 17%. But overall, their turnover number was much bigger than anticipated, and the profit number was bigger than anticipated. And the one risk you were running there was that advertising would go down Advertising was up, uh, maybe a bit less than expected, but advertisers realized that this is maybe one of the only ways during lockdown that you can get hold of the customers to go on the online portals and do your advertising there. So advertising didn't come under nearly as much pressure. So they're cutting, I mean, other people, or I mean, other avenues of advertising is being cut there dramatically. And, you know, just on that point, one of the casualties, one of the many casualties of this is the printed media. You saw uh, Cape Town Printers and Caxton yeah. and a, a, another one saying, we're not going to do magazines anymore. So your boner and your quite a few other ones that have been around for decades, multi-decades, are not going to be printed anymore because this is a clear casualty. So no more knock and drop. decline already. No yeah, more, they were in decline already. No more knock and drop. Who's the chap that owns um, uh, Caxton, the reclusive character, the billionaire? I can't remember his I name. I don't actually know. Uh, I don't. I can't. He's, he's quite famous because he is so he's so under the radar. But anyway, uh, so no more knock and drops is what you're saying. And this is, is could this yeah. be the death knell for the print business? I mean, it was, it was obviously in decline, but uh, some people it like me, decline, I, yeah. I like to pick up a magazine at the airport and, and have a look through it. But um, no, I still, I, I I still buy, buy magazines at at the airport. Now, I still buy magazines at the airport. Okay. But that's about the only time I do buy a magazine. Are you, saying, are you saying, Wayne, that, uh, that when you walk around the office at FNB Wealth and Investment, uh, you know, over the last, when you, were, when you were there, but obviously you're working from home now, you would see people at lunchtime uh, in front of their PC and you'd say, well, there's Lindsay Williams, and he's, he's a good fellow. He's obviously working hard. He's not going out to lunch. But in fact, what I'm doing is playing Fortnite or whatever other game it is. And you'll say to him, Lindsay, how's it going? I say, it's going very well, thanks. A little bit busy at the moment, Mr. McCurry. And off you, off you go. Uh, are you saying that people well, have been working, pretending to be working, but actually playing games? Well, look, these, this data is really in China. So, I mean, and of course, no one at F&B would ever play any games Never. during office hours. On no, 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 Never no, 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 outrageous. But this, I mean, they, 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 they're a Chinese gaming company, and that's clearly what has happened in China. Is PC games are down 17, and smartphone games are up 30. Yeah. And overall games are up significantly. 
All right, yes, it could never happen in, in South Africa. What else have you seen uh, today, Wayne, apart from uh, apart from what we've been speaking about? I know Jerome Powell has, has been speaking over the last couple of days. He said, well, in the last few hours, actually, saying there's going yes. to be absolutely no negative interest rates in the United States of America, which may yes. uh, um, uh, raise the ire of uh, President Trump. I don't know, but um, it just seems that, uh, yeah, as you quite rightly said, the market is up, and yet the news is appalling. The news is appalling. Look, I mean, the Federal Reserve might not be able to control negative interest rates. I doubt if it would happen. But the market, surprisingly enough, the market's actually bigger than the Fed. So it's not an impossibility that negative rates could occur in the U.S., but I doubt it. However, I'm sitting and waiting for over the next three months for company results and economic results to come through. Uh, economic data to come through because it's going to be devastating. Never, ever in recorded history seen such a, a quick and deep recession. Of course, it doesn't stay deep for too much longer because, as we said a few times, it's going to pick up from this very, very low base. But and And the question will be over the next five years was, ultimately, was it worth it? But we just simply don't know, as we've discussed. Indeed. Um, I'm not going to go through these uh, companies in great detail uh, because we don't have time. I know you've got to get off to another interview. But I want to give you the top five moves, uh, which uh, are reflective of uh, JSC, which has half an hour to go on my delayed screen. Telcom up 8.4%, Process up 7%. We've spoken about that. Nuspers up nearly 5%. RCL up 3.1%. Kumba Iron Ore up 3%. On the downside, Fashini down 9.3%. Yes. Bad, bad, bad week for retailers. We'll come to that in yes, a moment. After, Mr. We'll, Price. After, after pick and pay, yeah. Precisely. 5.2% down for Mr. Price. Glencore, you referenced them earlier on, 5.2% weaker as well. Hammerson down 4.6%. And Sassel down 4.4%. Interesting ones there on the downside, I think, are the retailers because of the yes. the, the pick and pay disaster yesterday, Correct. Uh, uh, and also the property companies, which seem to be going to to nowhere very very quickly. Yes, okay, we, we know about the retailers. Pick and pay came out pre-COVID, no, virtually no effect of COVID in it, and earnings were flat and they passed the dividend. And this is not a company with big gearing. Eh? No, it hasn't got massive gearing. So why did property it do it? Companies. Why did it say we, we need to reserve sure. the cash? Because I can't work this out. I'm not as clever as, as you, and I don't understand I, uh, yeah, balance I, sheets, but there must be a that. reason. I don't get that either, because even though they're not selling clothes to the full extent, they have started to sell some clothes, but clothes is only 20% of their turnover. Their grocery and their normal run-of-the-mill is, 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 is virtually all, um, you know, open for sale during the lockdown. Yeah. So I don't know why they were so conservative. Obviously, maybe they see, know something we don't know, but I doubt it. Because when I go to pick and pay and checkers and Woolworths, you know, people are still shopping. You still got to eat. Mm. And in fact, people still carrying probably fuller fridges and deep freezers than what they normally would just out of a little bit of a concern factor. So, but this has turned that, uh, I mean, it's really turned on, on the retailers quite dramatically. Uh, telcom, I would be very cautious about buying telcom at this price, but of course they're going to benefit because data usage is going to go up 30 40%. You don't make as much margin, but your usage is going to go up 
massively, but of course the banks came under pressure. Sassel's just the falling uh, share price, uh, falling oil oil price, but the property companies are interested. They've fallen 60-odd percent. But I've done some calculations. In my view, the the fall in value for property companies should be in the region of 30 to 40-odd percent Mm. because that's what, let's just call it, that's what their discounted profits are going to do for the next five years. In today's RAND value, they're going to fall 30, 40 percent, but the shares are down 60 Okay. I think it says it all. It really does. And you've said it all. Thanks so much for your time, as always, Wayne. That's Wayne McCurry, Portfolio Manager at FNB Wealth and Investment. And that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.